Ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 85 of the Movie Maniacs podcast. I am your host, Noah, and today we've got two brand new 2022 films to talk about, and I am talking about Turning Red and The Adam Project. We got a new Pixar film that's on Disney Plus for some reason, and then we got a new Netflix Ryan Reynolds movie. There's a lot to unpack here. It's a it was a big weekend, and these are two very anticipated films. The Adam Project feels like the first big Netflix film of 2022. One of the movies they tease in their 2022 trailer for what they would be releasing. This was one of the biggest ones that I saw. The one I took the most from, and then we've got Turning Red, the first out of two Pixar movies that will be coming out this year. The second is Lightyear. Was I excited for either of these? No, not really. Am I excited for Lightyear more than Turning Red? Yes, that is true, but did Turning Red look anywhere near good? No, so you can understand why I was more excited for Lightyear, which I'm still very, very nervous about. Turning Red, that's the one we're going to start off with first. I watched it with my brother and my other brother, Jude and Silas. Turning Red, guys. Um, I'm a big Pixar fan. I consider, I, I guess I, at a certain point, I considered the family to be a Pixar-type family. And I said that out, out loud, and Jude gave me a really weird look like, oh, that's not really the case. So I guess, okay, well, I guess I'm a Pixar fan and I'm a Pixar type of guy. I like pretty much all of their films except for a couple, like, you know, Cars 2. I didn't think Toy Story 4 was great. The Good Dinosaur. There's a couple of stinkers in there, but for the most part, I think they're one of the best studios working today. They make my favorite animated films, movies like Toy Story 3, Soul, Inside Out, they have impacted me, changed my life, changed how I look at films. So I greatly respect this studio. But Turning Red did not look like it was going to be for me. From the trailer, I clearly saw what the movie was going for. It was tackling girl puberty. And as soon as I realized that, I was like, what the heck? Is this what Pixar's doing now? Because I've always kind of thought, especially with Soul, Pixar is heading in a direction where they are reaching a more and more specific audience with each film. Soul doesn't really feel like a kid's film. It feels like an animated movie for adults dealing with adult themes, dealing with adult emotions. And Turning Red feels like it is for teenage girls or or women who are past that cycle and can look back and be engaged with what this movie has to offer. Am I a girl? No. Did I understand a lot about what Turning Red was trying to say? No. And that is kind of the weird thing here. And this movie is already kind of feeling very divisive. People are loving it. People are disliking it. People are saying it's even worse than Cars 2. People are saying it's one of the best Pixar films. We're, you know, we're living in that internet age and it's, you know, it's divisive and all that. I don't really know where I fall on that spectrum. I think that Turning Red is an okay film. There you go. There I said it. It's an okay movie. Did I hate it? No. Did I enjoy it more than I thought I was going to? Yes. I don't think it's a great movie, though. I put it on that tier of Cars 3, Toy Story 4, a little better than Toy Story 4, and a little worse than um, Cars 3, perhaps. I'm not sure. It's It wrote a very fine line for me. I really like the voice actors, the 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 uh, girl who voices the female lead. She's great. The all Everybody who voices the actress here, I think they did a fantastic job. All the characters here, I think, are really fun. They've got a distinct personality. 
very, very, very enjoyable. And the animation, oh my goodness, Pixar is always doing interesting things with their animation, and this is no exception. It's got a little bit of a different style. The color palette is a little different, a little more toned down, but it's still like 2000s, and a lot of stuff was toned down, so I could kind of see what they were going for. The director who did this movie also directed Bao, a animated short film. You know, Pixar will occasionally drop a animated short before either a Pixar movie or a Disney movie. I'm pretty sure it's just a Pixar film. But Bao is easily my least favorite of the animated Pixar shorts. I thought it was horrible. I didn't really get what they were trying to say. Actually, I did later down the line, and I hated it all the more. I didn't think it dealt with its themes very well. Very well animated and well directed, I will say that. But thematically, I thought it was a mess and a kind of a disappointing Pixar short. When I have loved what they have done in the past, this vastly disappointed me. And to hear that this director was going to be stepping on doing a feature-length film, it had me nervous. It was one of the reasons I was not very excited for Turning Red. And I got to say, I'm going to tip my hat to her because I think she did a good job. I've mentioned it before. This movie's dealing with girl puberty. I feel like, you know, I can't really judge whether it deals with that well from what i gathered i think it does a good job i can see many girls relating to this story i will never be able to grasp what this movie is going for i didn't understand it most like especially in the middle part and the end i was just like kind of confused like and and that is a problem i i want to say when you've blocked out a major portion of your audience and it, it's not really to, to me, that's a bit of a problem. If, it, if a certain facet of mankind is going to be able to understand it, that's great. And uh, I love that that movie hit that demographic. But, you know, I'm not trying to complain or anything. But I, do not, I don't feel like there's a lot for people who won't relate to girl puberty, if you understand what I'm trying to say. And it feels like a weird thing just to even talk about on a podcast, but here we are talking about Turning Red, new Pixar film. It's dealing with girl puberty. So we're going to get past that. Uh, toughen up, Buttercup. It's a, a very confusing film at times, particularly if you're as oblivious to this type of stuff as I am. I didn't understand any uh, anything. I, I, I could grasp threads of what they were trying to go for, but man, it's it's very, you know, it's vague. I, I feel like girls are going to be able to understand it. I didn't. So it's just, it's a hard balance to ride. And even the end, it ends in such a way where I felt that, like, is that really the right way to end this story off? I understand that this director feels uh, this is very much a, a part of her life. She might have went through an experience like this, if you get what I'm trying to say, and I can respect the the ending, but it's just, I don't know if that's the right message to send. You guys watched the movie, and you tell me. I know from firsthand, when I was watching it with my brothers, Jude did not know anything about this movie. He hadn't seen a trailer for it, and Silas, they both just kind of ended the movie off a little, like, kind of confused. And I was in the same boat with them. I was like, I didn't really understand a lot, of, a lot about what that movie was trying to go for. I respected it. I thought it handled certain aspects of it very well. The characters I love, I, re I couldn't relate to their issues, obviously. I'm not a big uh, fan of boy bands. And that's something I'll never be a big fan of. So I'm sorry. It's just not my thing. I'm not an early 2000s guy. So... 
there were certain things here that I couldn't relate to, but I enjoyed looking at the culture that these girls clearly loved. And that itself was very interesting. And the mother-daughter dynamic, you know, we see it a lot in animated films. I liked the way Turning Red handled it. It was sweet, often brutal. And I feel like Pixar's always been a studio that'll go past that comfort zone level for relationships. I appreciated that they took it to some some to some places where you are deeply uncomfortable with the way this relationship is playing out. And even by the end, it ends on an ambiguous note. Do you really agree with the decisions the characters are making here? No. And, and so that is kind of a, a sticky situation that Pixar has gotten themselves into. I, I, I feel like because I wasn't able to understand all of the themes this movie was dealing with i checked out uh, a couple times in the second act uh, uh, most of the third act and that's a problem when you're having audience members check out of your film you're doing something wrong whether it's because you're serving in a certain demographic and they're not grasping it sure i can respect that that demographic is is thoroughly enjoying the movie but when you've got a large audience that is just feels left out and they're checking out of your movie didn't listen to me you've got a problem and that's just a matter of it if you are losing interest by a, a certain demographic then you're just doing something wrong and i don't know what I, I don't know what to tell you guys it's just a, a a problem so i don't know if you can already tell by what i'm saying how i'm reviewing this movie but turning red does things really well and then it does some things that i may be good but the fact of the matter is is turning red is going to shut off a large demographic and i see it with the male audience uh, men are not understanding it uh people of my age are not understanding it that are male. So I, I feel like it's a really weird step for Pixar to take. And I don't think it's wrong necessarily. It, there are a lot of ethical issues that I find with shutting off such a massive demographic. And look, I am actually going to say that I probably sound like a, a, a a uh, little brat over here whining that I wasn't able to get something when I'm sure that girls have been forced to, you know, watch movies with their boyfriends or something like that, or wives watch movies with their husbands, and it's some action John Wick film, and they're like, oh, I don't like this stuff. It's boring. It's masculine, and it's not really my thing. I get it. If if that's the case and you can't relate to it, then here I am. I'm in your shoes, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing that Pixar is taking those steps to serve a demographic that, quite frankly, may not be served as much, and. You know what? I love it. I applaud it. Talking it out myself, I'm going to say that I really don't care if Pixar is shutting off a demographic. I think it's a good thing. I think oftentimes women and young girls have been uh, disserviced by a large portion of movies that are coming out nowadays. Not to say that there aren't any movies coming out for girls. If that is a case that the uh, that, that, that females are about to try and make to me here, then I just want to say you're flat out wrong. There are movies out there for you. And Turning Red is another one. And I think that it deals with new themes that have not been touched on as much. So I really respect the movie for going that way. Now, I've, I've said my piece on that. And there you go. I'm happy this movie is maybe focusing on a demographic and shutting out another. Maybe that's okay. But when I'm talking about, did I enjoy this movie to the best possible level? The answer is no. There are problems here, things I could not relate to. That is an issue, for me at least. If I'm not relating to something, then you know what? That's just going to have to be a problem with your movie. 
And, and, you know, if you can't understand that, if you can't face that, well, I'm not sure what else I can add to the conversation here. All I'm saying here is that Turning Red had large chunks of the movie where I was not engaged. Other portions, yes, I was engaged. I enjoyed the characters, enjoying the animation, enjoying the pace. But then at other times, I was not engaged with what the movie was doing. So it's a rather mixed bag, Turning Red, if I'm bringing this review to a close. It's a mixed bag. If I'm going to give a review straight to the men out there, you know, if I'm talking to you guys, you're not going to really love this one as much. I'm so I'm going to give it a not recommend to you. Uh, teenage girls, women, yes, you're going to find something I think very special here worth turning right. It wasn't special to me, but I respect it. I expect the I respect the unique things that the movie's doing. So I give it a round of applause for that. And, you know, I'm giving it a high five. I'm giving it a pat on the back. But if I'm giving a review to everybody, if I'm, you know, giving it my score on Letterboxd, it's like it's a six out of ten. It's a mixed bag, but ultimately I respect what the movie is doing. So I'm giving it a weak recommend, just taking it all the different facets of the movie, what things aren't going to work for people, what things will. It's a weak recommend. I think you should if you are a little bit more adventurous, adventurous with what you watch, then Turning Red may very well be for you. But if you're, if particularly for men, if you want something you know is going to just satisfy you instantly, then go watch John Wick. And those movies are great. And I enjoy those movies more than Turning Red. It's just a, a an opinion of taste. And if you got a problem with certain people's taste, then that really is your problem and not theirs. So there you go. That's my that's my piece on it. Weak recommend for turning red it's not the best pixar film it's not the worst pixar film it's kind of middle tier pixar and i want to i'm going to briefly touch upon this studio real quick because they're going in a very weird direction and i have to say i've not been very impressed with the recent output with the exception of soul you look at luca and onward toy story 4 Cars 3, you know, the Incredibles 2, these are their most recent films, their sequels, their spin-offs, Lightyear, it's a spin-off, it's a it's not a wholly unique film. And I gotta say, I always respected Pixar for its original ideas. And Turning Red is an original idea. And so I'm gonna give Pixar that. But quality-wise, overall, I think that Pixar is on a downward spiral. And I'm talking to Pixar right now, the people behind it. Pete Doctor, I need you to come back. I need you to make a new movie because you're the only one who's putting out great stuff in Pixar right now. Not a lot of other people are doing what you are doing. Pixar, I need you to step the game up. I need you to make better films, be a little bit more original. With the exception of Turning Red and Soul, you haven't been doing a lot of things that I think are very original. And I'm going to just briefly speak to that. I need you guys to step your game up a little bit here because Toy Story 4, Incredibles 2, and Luca, they're not doing it for me. And Luca, I get it, original concept, but man, what a disappointment when you look at like films like Ratatouille and, and The Incredibles that touch on really deep ideas, really deep themes. Luca is not that. Luca feels like a DreamWorks film or something like that. It's just not It's not up to that level that I've come to expect from Pixar. So that's what I'm going to end off this portion of the review with. Turning Red is a fine film, but Pixar, come on. You're one of the best studios out there just looking at output overall. But recently, you haven't been at your best, so I need you to step your game up. Soul was great, but do more. I need more from Pixar from now on because I'm tired of giving of cutting them slack. And after this year, I'm done. I'm about to give my verdict on Pixar. When Lightyear comes out, it better be great. I'm going to say it right now. It better be great because if it's not, 
Pixar is going to have a massive uh, trust issue from my part because I haven't been overly impressed with the exception of their Pete Doctor films. So there you go. That's what I'm ending off this portion of the review with. Turning Red, weak recommend. There you go. Now we got to move on to the second part of the review, and I'm talking about The Adam Project by Sean Levy. This is his latest film with Ryan Reynolds, and the two have become quite the duo, a sort of Adam McKay and Will Ferrell, if you will. I'm going to use that little metaphor real quick, and it was a bad one, but you get my point. You get what I'm trying to say. It looks like they're having some sort of little partnership right now with Free Guy, which recently came out on streaming, Disney+, Plus, HBO Max. I didn't go see it in theaters. It wasn't interesting to me. I finally gave it a watch, and you know what? I didn't like it. I thought it was pretty bad, lazy writing, to quote uh, Deadpool 2. It just was not my cup of tea. It may be for some. I honestly enjoyed Ready Player One more than that, and I didn't think Ready Player One was anything special. And I was nervous about The Atom Project. I decided to watch it with Jude after we tucked in the little one to bed. It was just after Turning Red, and we were like, I need something a little bit better than this. And I didn't expect Adam Pro- The Atom Project to be that better. The, the the great thing that I needed to douse down some of the confusing some of the confusing thoughts that were going through my head post turning red and I am shocked to say it surprised to say it the Adam Project is one of the best movies of 2022 I have seen so far guys I love this movie it was a lot of fun reminiscent of films like E.T. the Spielberg classics though that comforting feel it is embedded in the Adam Project Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds those are they obviously looked to that Spielberg style because the Adam Project is comforting it is a nice warm bath it is Oh my gosh, I cannot speak to it enough, guys. I It's not a great film. That's what I'm going to say. It's not great, but it's really good. And I'll be honest, guys, I got all emotional at the end. The, the, the All the family stuff, all the drama... I'm I'm getting all over the place here, but I wanna I'm gonna really touch on why I think this movie works so well, why Free Guy didn't, and what this movie does, I think very well is the family drama. Ryan Reynolds and this young actor here making his, I believe, film debut, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner. It's all about the family dynamics here and less so about the action. And I feel like Free Guy was all about the action, all about the references, all about the CGI, what's in the details, you know, the Easter eggs, yada, yada, yada. I hated that stuff. I love the family drama that is embedded in the Adam Project. It, It's gripping. It touched me. Oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm very impressed with what this movie did. It's not maybe the most groundbreaking, but it it felt that way to me. It felt new. It felt fresh. I thought The Free Guy was an ugly looking movie. I did not like how that film looked. And yet here we are. And the Adam Project looks great. The scenes in the forest, they're beautiful looking. The CGI is pretty seamless and it's not overly cgi yes the cgi is obviously there but the best stuff about this movie is when it's ryan reynolds and his younger self they are standing around the woods and talking and the talking scenes are the best the action is not the main focus here and maybe that's going to be a turnoff for, for, for people who really like free guy but as for somebody who did it, as somebody who needed more, I needed emotion out of the Adam Project, and it gave that to me. It gave me that emotion. It gave me that family heartfelt drama. And 
oh my gosh, it works so well. What this movie's got to say about father-son dynamics, how you're going to change in the future, what the future holds. I loved it. I loved what the movie touched upon. And, you know, Spielberg is always somebody who puts drama and family before the aliens, before the sci-fi. That was what was more important, important to him. He put the family stuff between... Roy Scheider and his son, he put that before the shark. That was what was important. That's why people liked Jaws so much, I think. Not only did it have that action thrill stuff, but you cared about the characters. And that's how I feel the Anna Project. I love every character here. I love how these these characters grow. And when they finally have to wrap up the drama, the turmoil, my brother and I were in tears. I loved it. It was just everything that I needed it to be. I didn't know I needed the Adam Project, and yet it was a, a movie that really touched me. And I'm surprised to say it. It's not, you know, like hardcore sci-fi. It's not the most ingenious sci-fi writing. But man, you've got to give you've got you've got to give them credit because they really hit something special here with the family drama. And I want to talk about Ryan Reynolds for a second because I am not a Ryan Reynolds fan. I haven't thoroughly enjoyed a Ryan Reynolds performance. I thought he was pretty fun and reminiscent, but I didn't love a lot of his comedy. And Free Guy, I, I was kind of annoyed by him, quite frankly. But I was annoyed by pretty much all of that movie. He's, he gives a great performance here. And I want to uh, give Ryan Reynolds a pat on the back because, man, he really did something special with this performance here. It's got the occasional flares that Ryan Reynolds is, of course, going to put in that style, that, you know, that sarcastic uh, charisma that people love him so much for. I haven't seen Deadpool and I don't really know what to think about that performance. It's not something that I'm dying to see though, but I love what Ryan Reynolds did with the Adam project because it's, I laughed multiple times in this movie. I thought it was very funny, but I also thought that he nailed the emotion. You get his heartbreak, the pain he feels at times, but also the warmth and man, it's a very impressed performance by him. I'm going to say it. I think this is Ryan Reynolds' best performance thus far. I needed this. He needed this. Because honestly, I think we're reaching a point, and maybe it's just me, but the Ryan Reynolds shtick is getting a little bit old. We need something different from this guy, and this was the different performance that I needed from him. He added a little bit of emotion. You could tell that this was something special to him, that he had put a little bit of himself in this movie. You you felt that, and man, i got to give him a round of applause, and Sean Levy, for both giving us this unique Grind Riddles performance and all the great family drama because this movie's got a big heart and it's warm. I, that sounds weird, but I, I really love the way that this movie uh, just feels so wholesome and so heartfelt. And we don't get a lot of movies like that. It's not bogged down by the CGI. The movie looks really good. And I want to re reinstate that. The, I, I'm imagining, yes, there's a lot of green screen, but man, the forest looked great. And I didn't have a much of a problem with the CGI. It, it's just a really well-rounded movie, guys. And Mark Ruffalo coming in here, giving a great, great performance as uh, the father to Ryan Reynolds and his younger self. It's just, it's really good stuff all around. All the dynamics between these characters. Uh, Jennifer Garner is just great in the in this movie when she pops up. You know, she's not in it a lot, but she and Ryan Reynolds get a scene together that I honestly choked up and I was just, and it was at that moment I realized, holy crap, this movie is going to uh, hit me in a way that I was just not expecting. And this movie, I'm going to say, has incredible scenes. I was just so impressed with the 
family dynamics, the family drama, and all the emotions that came with it. It's just, man, it's very, uh, it's just, I'm going to say it's a well-rounded film. The action is fun and it'll break you heart, your heart at times. I was really sad for some of the characters, but then it's it'll build your heart back together. And man, just a, a beautiful little movie here. It's not, I, I'm I'm mainly praising it so much because I went in with low expectations. It's not a, a groundbreaking film, but it was so much more than I thought it was going to be. And I think it's something special, reminiscent of the Spielberg films, that it really captures that magic that I know Spielberg lost a little bit in his later years. Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds bring something to this movie that I think people should really give a watch. Watch it with family. Watch it with with uh, people you're close to because I think that's the best way to see this movie. If I was watching this by myself, I might not love it nearly as much as I come off saying now. I think that this is a movie that needs to be seen with family. So if if that's something you're able to do, then I, I think that is the best way. If you want to see The Adam Project and the best way possible, pop up the popcorn and watch this with your family because this is a family film first and foremost. And I don't often say like, oh, this is a family film. You got to see it with the family, you know. I could have watched Soul by myself and be just as impacted by it as I was. I didn't need to see it with family, but I did. And The Adam Project, something about it, you've got to see it with family members, loved ones, because, man, this is really a, a family for them. And I don't think that a lot of marketed family films are really movies that families are going to just thoroughly, you know, enjoy. Like, but this is going to touch uh, people's hearts, I think, in a really good way. I may be, Maybe I'm loving it more than other people will. I could see it already from the reviews. People are liking Free Guy more than The Adam Project. I don't understand that. I think The Adam Project is loads better than Free Guy, but that's my opinion. Take what you will from it. It's my opinion, and you can have yours. To me, the Anna Project is one of the most special things that we've gotten all year. I think that when we look back on 2022, at least I know I will, I'm going to be very surprised by how much the Adam Project uh, uh, shook me and surprised me. I'm, I'm dead serious with you guys. I got choked up a couple times watching the movie, and man, that was just not what I was expecting, but the, the love that you feel between all the characters in this movie and occasionally the heartbreak, it's... Oh, it's a it's a really beautiful thing, but it's also a lot of fun. The the jokes are there. The jokes work for the most part. I know my brother and I were laughing, and maybe it's just because we were watching it in, together in the same room. But I was loving what I was watching, and occasionally, you know, it's got the weird story beats. The the uh, you know, like it is CGI action clearly, and it's not always the best stuff. And Catherine Keener, all, all that the stuff around her was a definitely a lot less interesting but thankfully this movie knows that the strongest stuff is with the family so they focus on that the most and because they focus on it the most it, the movie is a stronger film for it and if they had focused only on the action only on the sci-fi stuff the world you know building whatever you want to call it it would have been a far worse film and i'd have put it in the same category as free guy but because this movie's got that special heart and that wholesome feel to it it's it ends up being one of the most special movies that I've seen all year. So I want to give Free Guy, a, uh, not Free Guy, uh, Free Guy, a solid, not recommended. The Adam Project, a solid recommend. This is really something special, guys. Watch it if you can. I had a blast with it. It was funny. It was action packed, and I enjoyed 
the look of the film. It didn't feel overly lazy to me, but the movie hits hard when it focuses on the CGI. So I just, when it, not when it focuses on the CGI, when it focuses on the family, that is where the movie is at its best. So I want to give a, a, a round of applause to the Adam Project, the biggest surprise by far of 2022. And man, I, I, I hope people give this movie a watch because maybe it doesn't have all the references, but it's got a lot more to it than than references will give. And you know, when the, you're, you're when you put your movie in just a, all reference based jokes, it, you're you immediately dated your film and it won't live on as much. I see the Adam Project as being a film that could potentially live on. And a lot of reference movies aren't going to be able to do that. But The Adam Project, I think, is a movie that will live on it. I can see myself returning to this movie. And, uh, man, yeah, it, it was really special, guys. So solid recommend to The Adam Project. I think you guys should give that a watch. But what else do we have coming up on the radar? What else are we going to be talking about soon? Well, guys, I'm going to be talking about The Batman once again with Sam. We're going to bring him back on the show. We're going to cap off a retrospective that I've had a blast doing with Sam. We did this... Uh, a couple years ago, and now I'm getting to bring him back on. We're going to talk about the Adam Project. I was planning on talking about it with him today, but unfortunately, uh, we had to postpone it. And that episode will still be coming soon. Hopefully, we'll be able to get that out this week. And man, I, I'm really excited to talk about the the Batman with Sam. I'm really excited to hear what he thought about it because you guys know, just kind of off of that little rambling I had a, a few days ago, that I really enjoyed it. We're going to see how Sam feels because he definitely brings a different perspective to Batman than I do. So I'm excited to have that conversation with him. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. What else do we have coming up, though? Well, I want to talk about some trailers in a little bit. We just got a trailer for the new season of Better Call Saul, the final season. It's capping off. I'm excited. I love Better Call Saul. I think it's one of the best one of the best shows are on television. I love it. I think it's just as good as Breaking Bad. I put it in that little trifecta i have for my television shows there's breaking bad better call saul and ozark i don't know where i put them how i rank them but man better call saul i absolutely love this show i'm excited nervous for the season but i am excited and then we also got a trailer for kenobi and whoa boy i'm excited i need a really strong star wars story after the kind of mess that was the book of boba fett that's got me excited i think it'll be very good and I'm going to talk about that trailer at some point. Break my thoughts down on both of those. We'll have that coming up. And then one other thing that I want to leave you guys with, and that is I just watched all six Netflix specials, the Dave Chappelle Netflix specials. I watched all six of them. And, man, I got to tell you guys that it was a very unique experience, unlike anything I've ever done. They're completely unique, very you know, much speaking to the fact that Comedy is an art form, and Chappelle is a living legend, truly the GOAT. I don't use that word often, but I'm going to try my best to be hip here and say Chappelle's the GOAT when it comes to comedians, and I'm going to be talking about those specials at some point. It'll be a weirder episode, I can already tell, just because there's obviously a lot of controversy around him. I'm going to have to address that. You know, we only get like at four actual listeners, but uh, I'm not going to say that anybody's going to be hating me on it, but I do want to express why I think there was a massive overreaction to The Closer in 2021. I want to speak to that, talk about the specials, why I think Chappelle is so great. We're going to talk about all of that stuff this week. I'm excited to get down to it, guys. Movies are still coming out, guys, and I am excited to continue to talk about movies, trailers, 
and it looks like comedy specials this week. Oh, and another thing, The Daily Wire dropped their new film, The Hyperions, on YouTube Live. I gave it a watch. I wanted to see what they were doing because I had seen, you know, the the hype around shut in and run hide fight that they had, you know, they obviously built. I don't think anybody was really excited for those two movies, but I wanted to give the Hyperion to watch, see what the daily wire was doing in the movie business, see what was up with that. So I'll have a review for the Hyperion's coming out soon on the page. And once again, thank you guys so much for listening. You guys know the drill. I say it each episode. Go to noahnukemhub.blogspot.com. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and a five-star rating on Spotify. Feedback is always appreciated at moviemaniacs2020 at gmail.com. Do you like what I'm doing on the show or do you hate it? You can let me know on moviemaniacs2020 at gmail.com. Send me an email. Come on, haters. Bring it on. I'm ready for you. Let me know what you guys think of the show on Apple Podcast or at moviemaniacs2020 at gmail.com. And don't forget, guys, I'm always posting on Letterboxd. I got a bunch of lists up there. I put a lot of work into my letterbox page, probably more than I should, but it's uh, I'm really proud of the way the whole the whole thing looks out. I, I've got a bunch of reviews on there, maybe over not a thousand, but we're getting there. We're getting there. I've put a lot of reviews up, and I'm pretty proud of my recent reviews. So I would really appreciate it if you guys go to Letterbox. It's a great movie review app, and give my page a watch. Give me a follow. But uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. This was. Reviews for Turning Red and The Adam Project. Turning Red, weak recommend. The Adam Project, solid recommend. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you on the flip of the flop. Mm-hmm.